day. <laughs> uh, I, look, I just woke up from a nap an hour ago. Um, yeah, <laughs> Pretty I much got same. off work. Yeah, I just woke up. Got off work, came home, and took a damn nap. Been dealing with tooth toothaches this year so far. And it's like whenever uh, I'm ready to go to the dentist, that's when I got to make the payment for, for for my dental insurance. So I have to wait to, have to, to, to make the payment for my dental insurance. Yeah. Before I go and build up money, because it's crazy how you probably spend more money at the dentist than you do at the doctor sometimes. For and sure. Should, yeah, yeah. I mean, shit. Why can't Obamacare make dentistry free just like, you know, healthcare? I'm just saying. <laughs> we we want to keep our teeth, too. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so I'm talking to a geek, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's me. I'm uh, a bit of a oh. geek. Okay, so 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 what makes you a geek? Um, I I don't want to like define the word geek, but I know that for me, I'm just really into all sorts of like fantasy, sci-fi, kind of just like the imagination and imaginative like type of uh media that's out there. I'm very drawn to it. Yeah, yeah. I saw that you had the Pokemon going on. Oh yeah, Pokemon. You. you couldn't you couldn't do you couldn't do Jigglypuff? Oh, I used to have a Jigglypuff shirt. I feel like I'm a bit of a Jigglypuff. Got that I'm softness. sorry, Jigglypuff is my favorite Pokemon. <laughs> I don't I don't yes people, I used to watch the Pokemon cartoon regularly. Yes I did. And I'm yeah. not ashamed. Because I'm sorry, Jimmy Poe, my favorite one, because he, he, he never, well, we don't know if he's a he or she, because, you know, at least to the internet, they'll say it's a she or it's a he, because they, because it'd be funny as hell, I'd be listening to, like, motherfuckers be going nuts over Cookie Run, and the characters from Cookie Run, I'd be like, really? Does it fucking matter whether it's a, the cookie is a man or a female? <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, I just love the fact that her power is to sing you to sleep. Not realizing that she's singing you to sleep. Then get mad when you go to sleep and draw a mustache and a, a, and a uh, <laughs> glasses on your face. And I'm like, who the fuck would want Jigglypuff as a Pokemon? How would you win any battles with Jigglypuff? <laughs> <laughs> she's a bit of a brat. You know, there's, there's much power in being a brat, I suppose. Mm. Yeah, because because just funny because she'll sit there, everybody sleep. She's like, you motherfuckers. I wish they could chat it sometimes. You motherfuckers. All right, all right, I got something for y'all motherfuckers. So y'all want to go to sleep on <laughs> <laughs> So what's your favorite anime to watch? My favorite anime? Mm-hmm. Um, I I really liked um man, I can't remember the name. Uh like like I can't remember it's called. It's like something like Legend of the Shield Hero or something like that. It's mm. been a while since I watched it, but like I really, I really enjoyed the way that anime was done. Me is Cowboy Bebop. That was always my favorite. That's a good one. Classic. Yeah, I used to watch that on um, when they first started doing the dope. What was it? Tsunami. And 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 I did see the live action one, and a lot of people trashed it. I I liked it, and I wish they came back with a second season. I liked I it really too. Liked it. I felt like yeah, it was its own thing, but I mm-hmm. liked the way it was done. And and two, it's and then of course Netflix have a lot of the. Uh, I saw the one for Bleach, uh, Samurai X. I saw the remake for that, or what have you. Now the worst remake. Was unfortunately, and I'm still mad. Dragon Ball Z. How dare you disgrace that great anime with that bullshit ass movie that it came out with? I never seen the movie, but you don't I've, want to. I've seen enough memes to know to stay away. Oh God! It was like because it was the blind guy, the blind vampire from Buffy, from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, he played Pikachu. And they had a white dude play Goku, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chao Young Fei, he played the teacher or what have you. And I'm sitting there like looking at the movie, right? And I was like, how is that Superman got a better fight scene than Dragon Ball Z? 
it was like the fight scene was just so anticlimactic. Yeah, I have no idea. I've stayed away. I don't think I have it in me to to dip into that. Well, shoot. Well, since you since you a geek like myself, I do want to bring you back for maybe the fourth be with you. So we can talk Star Wars. Are you into Star Wars? Oh, I have no I, one to talk Star I'm Wars into with. the original like trilogy, but yeah. beyond that, I haven't really gotten too obsessed with it. <laughs> oh damn! I'm more geek than you. Damn, <laughs> I'm into it hard. From I identify Sith myself. That just I mean, don't get it twisted. I love the Jedi, but I identify Sith. They're more fun, you know. For especially the ones that I read about. So, oh, give me one second. Hello, smokers. How y'all doing? And welcome to the Smokers Lounge. I'm your host, Kevin August of the Champ, aka the Point Rap Star. Y'all know what to do. Find all my links with one link, all my links.com backslash point rap star. Four sponsors to tell you about the first being the lsworld.com. Next up, horizonsmagazine.com, the highest mag in the game. After that, of course, y'all know what it is 90% profit, no hashtag issues. For your consumers, a new place to consume your triple X content at sitebunny.com. And last but not least, award winning, award nominated voiceover with smut. Plus, they even got a VR section for you people with Oculus. I'm talking about blusherotica.com. Also, we're a proud member of the GW District Black Podcasting Network. So go over to shopgwdistrict.com and support black businesses and buy from over 500 boutiques, shops and retailers, you feel me? Also, check me out on FullySwapRadio.com in the mornings, five days a week. Also, check me out on SkyhawkAfterDarkTV.com as well, the BGP LLC app. So I'm sitting here with this sexy, gorgeous, redheaded, geeky, thick, and um, now a new fan. I'm gonna have one of her new biggest fans. Sit back, I'm gonna sit back and let her introduce herself. Go ahead, babe. Hi, I'm Robin Fay, and I've been doing online industry work for uh, about five years now. Uh, <laughs> I'm, oh, <my. laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Um, I just like to um, hang out, geek out, do my thing, let loose, and um, yeah, I nothing uh, too special, just myself and i hope that's enough you know <laughs> oh yeah so um i see you have been nominated for um sex worker advocate award in 2020 2021 and 2022 and also a founding model for cherry tv so tell us about cherry tv real quick oh yeah um cherry tv is one of the newer uh campsites on the market right now mm-hmm. um you I really like the interface. It's very much kind of like a, a gamer interface would type like would be um, mm-hmm. something like you know Twitch or whatever. But um, it also has a lot of the like familiar features you want from a cam site. It's very easy to use, very um, user friendly if you're new to the cam site, cam world. Um, so it's very good for starters, for veterans, whatever. Level you might be at Cherry TV is really really good. Um, they're always trying to come up with new ideas, new things to make things easier, and to get you more money in your pocket. Yeah, because most people like they jump on my free cams, streammate, chatterbait, or what have you, and everything. What made you do Cherry TV versus those sites? Um, I like. Um, just how the model is like updated. Uh, a lot of campsites kind of have like older um, interfaces, older models that I just can't really learn. Like the learning curve for it isn't like easy per se. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really like how Cherry TV's layout is. It's very easy, easy to use. I like how they have a um, like a level system, so you can level up in the site. And um, there's lots of friendly contests and a way to kind of just get you motivated to to work, you know, get that little like competition um, aspect of you ignited. And I thought that that was a really good idea and unique. Um, 
So I I was attracted to the model, definitely. Yeah. So do you use any other uh any other the other sites to webcam yeah, on besides that? Uh, beside um Cherry, I really stuck by strip chat for a while, um, much for the same reasons where it was a more modern, updated, sleek look, and it was very user-friendly, easy to use, um, very beautiful, well-done site as well. Yeah, because a lot of people don't realize that for us to be performers, you want a site, whether you're doing content or webcam, to be very functional and easy to use, you know, period, especially because if it's easy for you to use, it's easy for your fan base to navigate, you know, speak to picking to ladies, picking the right cam site that will benefit them the most and get the most, give them the most out of it for their fan base. Exactly. No, I'll actually speak on it. <laughs> oh, I'm you know, sorry. A lot of girls really don't understand the importance of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. Uh, some people do like to, like, finagle with their sites and, like, do all their own, like, um, integration and stuff like that where they set up their own, like, games and stuff like that. And it takes, like, a little bit more, like, know-how with a computer and stuff. Um, and I personally, I don't. I don't want to mess with all that. Like it's already worked for me. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't need to be like a you know a tech person, uh, or I don't want to be a tech person. I'm already doing everything else under the sun in this industry. So, uh, yeah, I prefer easy to use like one click sites or sites that already have their own like games integrated into it um, and stuff like that. Personally. Um, I know people who are a little more tech savvy can do the other sites, um, but I personally, I like it simple. <laughs> I like it done for yeah. me. <laughs> most definitely, most definitely. So, and then also you got nominated for sex work advocacy. Um, yeah. You know, and, and it, there's a lot of females in the business, but they're not advocating the business. If you get what I'm saying? you know, are true advocates, you know, um, because as sex workers, we, out of all the entertainment, all the entertainers, we catch the most flack. We catch the most hell. We get, we catch the most side eyes, despite the fact that so many of the other entertainers and other genres want to come to our side of the fence ever since OnlyFans became the shit. Yeah, I can, I can definitely see that. Um, it's uh it's kind of weird because it's just like sex sells so everybody wants to you know dabble in like sexuality and um pretty much sex work but they don't want to call it sex work or like you know they don't want to be associated with sex workers but they'll still uh still like our business models and our tactics and our dances and our you know everything else but they don't want to be called sex workers <laughs> yeah because yeah because people don't realize twerking was in the strip club first people <laughs> <laughs> strippers was twerking first it just wasn't a dance that everybody would damn do it let's keep it 100 <laughs> Oh my God. So let's go in the time machine, shall we? Let's go in back. Let's go back five years. What brought you into the sex world? Um, kind of like how I was talking about earlier, how people like to take things from the sex worker industry and not like call it sex work. I started in cosplay and mm-hmm. they're definitely a, a group that definitely likes to do that where they like to yeah. take things from the sex worker industry but they don't want to be called sex workers whereas me I was like no I'm pretty sure this is getting into the the sex work side of things like Mm -hmm. I'm starting to sell more than just you know pictures of my cosplay I'm starting to get more risk with risque with it um so that's how I started it's definitely I can see it as an easy get- gateway into the sex worker industry. At least it was for me. Yeah, yeah, because it no different than swingers. You know, because it seems like you have a lot of swingers that get to the industry too. You know, especially on the boy girl side of things and everything. So, um, 
with your cosplay, how would you sell your cosplay at first? Um, your cosplay, you, were you doing pictures? Were you doing videos? Well, I was seeing, like, other people, like, doing that, uh, crap, what was the site called? Like, I think it was called Patreon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it was kind of like the prototype to OnlyFans, kind of, you know? Yeah. Where people would kind of support you monthly to get bonuses. And, you know, so I started taking pictures um, and selling, like, prints. Um, And then when I realized there's a whole world of people already doing this and doing, like, a a completely digital model where they weren't having to, like, mail anything or do anything like that, I was like, oh, I'm going to check this out. And I just kind of... um, rabbit hole into the world of sex work where where so um so what was the first site that you how did you get into the sex world trade did you did you do it through webcamming did you do it uh because because how many years was it before you jumped into sex work um i Jesus, I was doing cosplay probably for like four or so years before jumping into sex work, but it was kind of just like a constantly just divvying my toes in where I could and trying to like figure it out myself. Like there wasn't as many like um, self-help things out there, resources out there like there are today. So, you know, um, I had a friend who did camming. So I did the site that she did, which was a strip chat about five, six years ago. Um, and then I found uh, many vids. So I like made one of those accounts. Um, I was all just like kind of overwhelming and like new. And it took me a while to kind of be comfortable, I guess, and like kind of just settle in. So it wasn't just one thing that I, like, jumped into. It was kind of just, like, an experiment of finding myself in this industry. Okay, okay. So um, so as far as what, what you do more webcam than you do content, am I correct? I'm sorry? I said you do webcam. You do more webcamming than content. Am I correct? No, I would say I do more like content than webcamming now. Oh, okay. um, I started off heavy webcamming, and then I really got into content creation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, what type of content do you put out? So my so, so my smokers can understand when when they when, when they join your sites, what they're going to see. Um, I like to keep things pretty diverse. I don't have like a specific niche. Um, I like to, especially on like my subscription sites, like OnlyFans, I like to throw out um, a lot of timeline content, you know, not the pay to see or pay to view. Um, I like to experiment with different like kinks and fetishes that I've never done before. I think it's like a fun way to explore with my fans and myself. You know, you never know what you're into um, <laughs> until you try it. Uh, so uh, I like to keep things fun, fresh like that. And then I like to obviously cater to my geeks. It's like a personal passion of mine as well to do like kind of just projects that I feel like I'd be really into. And I think the fans kind of feed off of that. Like they, they see the energy that I have doing what I do and they, they really enjoy that. So I still incorporate cosplay um, or I, you know, do like role play and stuff that caters to fantasy geeks, sci-fi geeks, things like that. I try to, I try to, I, I don't like to limit myself necessarily. So there's a lot there. So, so you basically do, they say fetishes, you do solo, you do solo content? Oh yeah, mostly solo. Um, I try not to involve other people so much because I just, I don't know, like, I feel like they, they make it really hard. Uh, OnlyFans, for some reason, has been making it really hard for me to put my partner onto my site, so. Mm. Yeah, because, um, because of course, I always said there's two ways that you can be successful in this business and make money without having to fuck somebody on camera. That is because you're a very good web camera or you very deep and heavy into the fetish world, you know, period and everything. 
And because fetish is such a niche market and it's a money-making market. And I also know that a lot of girls are now, I'm calling this the year of fetish, ladies and gentlemen. Last year was the year of anal because a lot of girls kept saying, yeah, I'm going to try anal, you know, do more anal, you know. But now I'm hearing girls say, I'm not doing much boy-girl this year. I'm looking to do more fetish, you know, and everything. Is is girls looking to do more fetish because it's a little bit of an easier route? Or is it because the sites are making it hard for you to put up boy-girl content? I have no true idea. I do feel like boy-girl content actually might be a little bit easier because it's just like, especially if you're already working with somebody or whatnot, um, and if you collab with other people, like you have both sides of their fans looking at you. So I feel like boy-girl can be easier or just collab content in general can be easier. But I feel like fetish content is... I don't know if I want to say it's easier because, you know, it takes a lot to do something that you're not into. So, yeah. um, I don't know. Yeah, especially when they be throwing custom videos and some of the custom videos, you'd be like, what the fuck? What? Yeah, I'm like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what that's about. Oh, my God. Yeah, so do you do customs? Um, yeah, I do customs. Um, I do get the wild out there stuff. Sometimes it's really fun, though. Like, you know. So so which custom was the most fun you ever did? Oh, uh, I I have I I actually ended up getting into a new fetish based on a custom and it ended up being like a spit and drool fetish and it was like excessive. Ooh. And I didn't really know how into it I would be, especially since it's, like, so messy. And, like, you know, it's not just, like, a little bit of drool. It's, like, they wanted a lot. And that ended up being more fun than I thought it would be. <laughs> <laughs> I can understand that on this piece. Yeah. Because e even with me, I, I get I get a custom every now and then. And they want me to be with a girl. I'm retired, so. Um, I, I'm like, uh, no, I can't do that custom, buddy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Andy Wild and shit or whatever. So, um, when it comes to your filming, you know, well, actually, let's get back to the boy-girl thing. So, are you looking to eventually do more boy-girl, maybe even work with others on camera? Um, I'm quite socially awkward. Um, so my issue with working with other people, it's like mostly like my, like one sided on my side because I just, um, I'll freeze up. I, like, I like, I can't perform like the same way as when I'm solo. So it's like, I don't want to waste somebody else's time and ruin like their work because I can't perform or I'm coming off as stiff or, you know what I mean? So, yeah. I know it's like, because there's lots of really nice people, really sexy people, like, you know, but... See, no, I think it's just going to take the right person to break, break the ice for you. That's all. It's just going to take the right person. You know, whether it's uh, female or male, you know, because even with me, don't get it twisted. The first time I got on camera, I was nervous as fuck. Yo. <laughs> you know, yeah, it, so it, far, uh, everyone I've worked with, like, which hasn't been many, have been friends, like people that I know in real life who have also gotten into the industry. Okay. So do you do Boy Girl on any of your sites? Um, I have done boy girl. I wouldn't say I do boy girl because it's so rare. Um, <laughs> so it's there. It's um, available limitedly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, to be honest with you, that's not a bad thing because is one you're not depending upon boy girl content. Um, because that can be a hassle within itself because part of it is finding somebody to work with. You know, period. Because you, you'll hear girls say, like, even in Vegas, they, especially BBW, they have a hard time finding male towns down shooting. You know, period. Even some of these fuckers that actually cut their teeth working with BBWs or thicker women. You know, period. And and like I said, you do solo content, and um, a lot of guys seem to be into solo content. <laughs> they don't want to see a dude. They don't see you with a deal, though, and imagine themselves. Yeah, you know, I've definitely very, heard that. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of like, 
Um, but when you do do your boy girl content, does it sell well? Yeah, it sells really well. And I think part of that is because it's so rare that when mm-hmm. they finally get the opportunity, they're like, they jump at it, um, which I, I appreciate. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I think I think it's fun, you know, um, working yes. with other people and like showing that part of me that, you know, people rarely get to see. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because I, I think that's also another reason why it is a rarity it sells more versus if you're doing it on a regular basis. Because then now you got to come up with different scenarios, different type boy-girl scenes that you want to do or what have you. Meaning that you got to start at some point come more creative. But even with solos, you got to kind of do the same because you don't want to give them the same solo different day. Yeah. You know, period. So when it comes to your solos, like how do you come up with the ideas for your content for your solos? Um, Sometimes my fans give me ideas, especially if I'm like having some kind of block, like creative block. Um, I will make like little contests where I'm like, come up with my next video and um, you'll get that video for free. Like things like that. Get some involved, get some, um, get in the content that they want. and it gives me new ideas all the time. Um, I, I just, I come up with lots of, lots of creative ideas myself. I do OnlyFans like mostly like for myself. Like it's like more like a passion project for me than it is like you know strictly money making. So I have lots of ideas on the back burner. Um, you know, you you get inspired by a lot of things, especially when you watch like shows and you do cosplay. Um, mm-hmm. You'll get inspired by the cosplays and the characters. Um, mm-hmm. And I I also get like requests for customs, and then like that will inspire me. I'll be like, wow, I didn't even think about you know all that, and then I'll mm-hmm. apply that to some of my solo work too. Yeah, most definitely. So, how many toys you got? Oh, I've got a lot. <laughs> I, I don't even know if I, I don't have a number off the top of my head. And also, I am a mess. <laughs> so it's just like a drawer full of toys. I don't have those big old display cases that people have. No, it's just shoved in my special drawers. <laughs> oh, Lord. So what is your favorite go-to toy for your solos? Um, my favorite go-to toy is my realistic dildo. Um, I named it Paul because it's all white and bald. <laughs> she named it um, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just is a white bald toy. Like it looks like a Paul. Like I don't know. So uh, <laughs> it's just oh a standard God. dildo. It's realistic looking, so I feel like it goes with a lot of like the. Um, customs where people want to like feel like they're there um, like POV content and stuff like that so that's my go-to yeah because I know with solos it's a little different than when you're doing a boy girl because I ask girls all the time how you stay motivated in the scene you know I mean of course because you're playing with dildo but you know um, even to like even with boy-girl scenes sometimes, you know, you might have bad days. You may not feel up to it, you know, just so how, so where do your mind go when you are recording your solos? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, what, 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 what do you think about whatever to keep you turned on? Um, I, sometimes, you know, I do have to work through spells where I'm not actually into it. Um, I feel like this happens probably, like, with customs more than, like, my own, like, creations. Um, but, you know, sometimes you just have to work through it, get get extra lube out there, like, you know, and uh, fake it till you make it. Usually, you know, when you're just, you know, faking it and, like, you know, pretending that you're into it, you know, next thing you know, you find out that your body's uh, being tricked and you're, like, more into it than you were when you started but sometimes just the sad reality is that you just gotta work through it mm-hmm. I, I can understand that out of this piece because yeah i remember watching a girl she was sitting there masturbating and it was not sexy when you reach over and go grab a sandwich to eat like you bored as hell <laughs> 
I'm like, that's not cool. That's not sexy. No. <laughs> Even though you can play to the food fetish with that, but that ain't the point. I don't think that's the moment when you do that. So uh, how often do you record? Um, It's definitely dependent on my mood, um, how creative I'm feeling, um, how... I guess motivated I'm feeling too. Sometimes like I'll have great ideas, but then like no motivation. And then sometimes I'll have all the motivation and then no ideas. So it's just sporadic. I wish I had more of a schedule. I do have a list of minimum requirements that I try to make for my fans. um, And I stick to that so that they're at least getting consistent content that they know that they're going to get. But I like to throw in bonuses all the time. Um, So it's it's not consistent um, with how many bonuses you're going to get, but it's always fun when you get them. So what made you decide to do more content than webcamming? Um, webcamming kind of, um, I don't, I, it's hard for me to talk about, um, but uh, a certain site, I used to be the top watched American model when I started and I'd have like hundreds of people in my room. And then one day I just started having like 10 people in my room and mm. I felt like that wasn't me. Like, why would I go from so good to just bad overnight? Um, so, you know, I don't want to point fingers or anything, but I just, yeah. you know, I you went all of a sudden your income and you were making $500, like $500 hours. And then next thing you know, you're making like $5 hours. Like, what are you going to do? You know, you got to find something yeah. else. <laughs> Yeah, because you had some girls who just straight up quit. They be like, "Fuck this shit, it ain't worth it." You know what I'm saying? And it, it people don't realize that you have to play the long game in the sex world. You have to. You can't think short term because you're still building a business. You know, period. No one goes into starting a really a a a a salon, a hair salon, thinking, "Yeah, you know." If I don't make enough this year, you know, I'm out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, so with that being said, people, you know what? Great segue to, you know, my favorite time and y'all favorite time of the show. This is part of the show where the pussies go dry, the dicks go limp. They talk about the business. <laughs> now, that you kind of hinted to it that you switch lanes a little bit because it was less money coming on the webcam side of things. And you start noticing more money on the content side. And, you know, a lot of ladies, they come in, they think they're going to make a shitload of money walking into this business. Was that something that you thought at first? No, um, I was actually working a vanilla job when I first got into webcamming. And um, I'm just a bit of an exhibitionist, so it was kind of fun. It, like, played into, you know, my cosplay persona at the time. And, um, you know, so I wasn't really expecting it to go as far as it did. But then I started making lots of money. And that's when I kind of hopped over to the webcam side. Um, But luckily, I had dipped my toes into, like, content creation, other websites, all that. So when webcamming kind of failed me, I had kind of backup plans at that point. Yeah. Now, also, the other thing is that, like I said, I noticed with your um, your, your your Twitter feed or what have you, you don't show a lot of cooch and yeah. you don't show a lot of tits. It seems like your technique less is more. Do you feel that helps you sell better? Um, I have no idea. It's like, it's not necessarily like me trying to be prudish or like try to hide all my stuff. It's just that a lot of people take my posts and post them elsewhere and make money off of my posts. So it kind of, that's why I kind of limit my posting. Um, because if anyone's gonna make money off of my posts, I want it to be me. (laughs) Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, because even with your, your pictures, I don't see a lot of selfies. You take a lot of my pictures, you know. 
um, and everything, which I can tell that you probably did a little bit of modeling on top of this, you know, period. Even that, you just naturally good at it. Um, <laughs> oh, go ahead. What you about to say? Oh yeah, I, um, uh, with the cosplay, especially before I got into like sex work or whatever, it was very like all, all these photographers come up to you want to take your pictures and stuff like that. So I did get into modeling for cosplay for a while. I even did like runway modeling for a bit too. So excuse me, she ripped the runway, ladies and gentlemen. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it was geeky runway for uh, conventions, like <laughs> you know, so. Comic Con and stuff like that. So, so do you be so? So you do attend like the Comic Cons and, and all that good stuff, which I'm starting to see. I gotta get. It, it's just funny. It was like I'm so used to. I grew up with the only Comic Con was San Diego. Now you have them literally. I have a Comic Con that comes to Durham, one that comes to Raleigh, or what have you. Do you attend them regularly? Um, I don't attend them regularly anymore. I used to be really big into the Comic-Con scene. I had lots of friends. I even did advocacy inside the geeky convention scene as well. Um, So I got into some cons for free. I also modeled and got in for free. And it was was a different time. (laughs) Fun, though. Yeah, so so have you been to any Comic Con since you had dipped into the sex world? Um, not no, not really. Um, when I first started, I think uh, there was still a little bit of crossover between me going to Comic Cons and doing cosplay and doing the sex work, but no, I kind of fell back, fell off of it. Shoot, well, I mean, I, I, I ain't gonna front. You might well get, wait. Have you been to any of the porn conventions? No, no, no conventions. Oh my God! Wait a second. How were you get nominated for Why Not? You ain't been to a Why Not convention. <laughs> oh, I, I guess I did go to Why Not. Um, I don't know if I, I don't know if it's is it a convention. I thought it was kind of like just. It, like a, I consider it a convention because uh, I mean it's just for the, it's for the it's for the industry. It's not yeah, fans, it's an industry. You know, but, I thought you meant like the like fan ones that, yeah. No. Yeah, because um, because to be honest with you, more cosplayers are coming to the exotics and AVNs nowadays. You know, they tripping to the outside defense now. You know, so uh, uh, that's something you plan to do in the future is to go to some of these conventions. Um, I like I said earlier, why I don't collab because of my social awkwardness. Um, I also don't really like do conventions because of it. Um, the big crowds yeah. ain't no joke. I couldn't stand trust me. Yeah, and it's like more networking and work based. Whereas when I went to like geek conventions, it was just like full of like you know, I don't have to talk to anybody. I could go to the booths. I can like people watch like people in their costumes, like things like that. But at like these conventions, it's mostly just networking, meeting people that you know, um, all the stuff that I'm not good at <laughs> like socially. <laughs> so. Yeah, because um, even with me, I well, I eventually I've been to convention about you know twice. I did I, you know one early in my career, and then in 2018 I went to the in New Jersey, and it sounds funny even with me saying it. You know, me being a rap artist, you know, me myself, I'm not cool with big crowds either. So I had to actually, I, yeah, I had to smoke me a nice, good, strong blunt before I walked in them damn things. Because <laughs> my anxiety would be, be fever pitch up in that building. <laughs> Which is funny because you, you'd be surprised how many porn stars are actually socially awkward. Yeah. And people wouldn't believe that we are socially awkward. Just because we suck dick, just because girls suck dick on camera and dudes eat pussy, doesn't mean that we're not socially awkward people. Right, like that's easy compared to socialize. <laughs> My mouth is full. Yeah. I don't have to worry about. It. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got to talk with a dick in my mouth about this motherfucker. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, period. Because that's the interesting part. It's like I hit up girls and come on the podcast. I'm like, I don't know. I'm not a great talker, and and I got and I'll be like, wait a second. 
Yeah, I just find it funny. I'm like, well, damn, you 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 show everything on your Twitter, but 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 you would have a conversation on a goddamn podcast. But I understand because, like I said, talking and fucking are two totally different, you know, entities and two different animals, you know, really. And two different skills, like (laughs) most definitely. So, um, with with you, um. Because, of course, you got to, you know, work social media, promote. Because a lot of people don't realize that the easy part is the filming. The hard part is the stuff leading into putting the stuff online, promoting, and marketing. Um, Speak to the work that you have to put into that after the filming. Oh, yeah. Definitely the filming is the easiest part. Um, I hate when it's over and, like, I have to edit. And it's so funny because I do, like, minimal editing, and yet it always is, like, pulling teeth to get me to edit. Like, um, so um, even though I don't find editing that hard because I don't do, like, crazy stuff, um, man, just doing it is the hard part. Um promoting it marketing it that's definitely also hard you know people who are like on your subscription sites are going to see it but getting new people into it so you have to like make teasers promo photos like it's more than just filming and like what I tell people I was like just because it takes you five minutes to watch it doesn't mean it took five minutes to make like oh no yeah. Because even with me with podcasting, trust me, I have to literally motivate myself to edit videos. Uh, when it was just audio, it wasn't it, even with that, it still took a lot. <laughs> because <laughs> because you got to, because I use this this program called Headliner. You know, before I found that I had to do it, you know, through Windows Movie Maker. You know, and that's a lot because it takes forever for it to to for it to publish to load and all that. Then, then of course, uh, I had to make trailers, which, you know, it's a difference between making a porn trailer versus a podcast trailer because now we we trying to find the right conversation and all that good stuff. And right. trust me, people don't realize it's, it, I'm to the point now, I can't wait till I make more money where I could just pay somebody to do the fucking editing because that shit is work. I be finding myself like four episodes down. I'm like, damn it, I gotta take a day to put all these damn episodes up. And I don't feel like doing it half the time. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. So, shoot. So, how often do you update your site? Um, I, like I said, I have a list of like things that I do every time that are every month so that they're, they're going to get that for sure um bonuses happen whenever um and uh but i definitely do monthly content where everyone's going to get video photo set um fetish of the month uh updates from my personal life like i have a whole like kind of just kind of community that I'm trying to build there more so than just like pictures and just video just I want just diverse content and that's what I try to put up there but it's not necessarily like scheduled yeah because I know like you know you know we keep it real on my show you know you have like many vids who force you to have to update weekly you know, um, how do you balance the quality quality with your quantity? Because sometimes when we do so much, the one thing that gets lost is the quality. Well, that's the thing. That's why I don't do, like, some people have, like, a daily post type of business model. I don't follow that business model. Um, I see my work mostly as, like, a passion project, um, things that I want to do, things that I want to share. So I try not to just pump out quality or quantity. I try to pump out quality and things that I know that I'm gonna like and things that I know my fans are gonna like. So um, I don't have that like push, push, push business model. I have a, this is what you guys are gonna get um, and I hope you enjoy. (laughs) Like, yeah. Yeah, because even, because I remember, it used to be a time in the industry where you could just update once a month. Now they want your ass damn to update every day. 
And ain't no way, and ain't no way in hell I'm gonna be able to keep up with that shit. Nor do I want to. You know, period. And plus, also the beauty of you not doing a lot of boy girl. Guess you ain't got to worry about spending money on testing. <laughs> yeah. That shit can become costly after a while. I'm sorry. Especially now that with the work stoppages and and now and now we got the swab, you know, period. So which is because I was like, well, damn, uh I remember a time when we, they weren't no such thing as swabbing out this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. It's great, you know, period. So I can understand why a lot of you know, females be like, nah, I think I'd rather do fetish a little bit more than boy girl, because god dang it, <laughs> it's just too much sometimes, you know, period. So, so, um, what else I wanted to, to, to talk about? So, when you come up with your cosplay, because I know you, you, you do implement a lot of cosplay into your content, how do you pick which cosplay you want to do? Um, sometimes I'm really inspired by, like, what is happening, like, uh, on, like, Netflix or, you know, the streaming sites and what's coming out. Um, one of my first cosplays I ever did was Neil Gaiman's death from The Sandman. And then all of a sudden, you know, yeah, like, ten years later, (laughs) the show comes out. Comes out, yeah. And I was like, man. That that shit was good, too, Wody. That shit was good as shit. I ain't even going for it. I love it. I I know Neil Gaiman was waiting on that baby for a long time. So I'm so happy he got what he wanted. But, yeah, when it came out, I was like, you know what? I'm going to bust out that old cosplay (laughs) that I used to do. Oh my goodness. Now, have you done Wendy yet? Wednesday. Wednesday. I saw Wednesday is my titular, most common, well-known cosplay that I've done since I first got into the oh. cosplay world. I'm sorry. It was like, it's crazy to me. It's funny how now, after the Wednesday series came out, now everybody want to do that, try to do that cosplay. And to me, I thought that might have been one to go to to begin with. Now, versus everyone doing Velma. Because I'm swear, I'm so sick and tired of looking at a Velma cosplay. It gets on my nerves, man. I'm like, damn, y'all can't think of nothing else. <laughs> yeah, Velma's like, pretty popular. Um, Wednesday is was pretty popular, too. Just usually, I guess, more alt and goth girls would go for that. More than anyone. So... So what cosplay would you like to do that nobody else is doing? I know you probably thought of one that ain't nobody doing this one. Let me do this one. Um, I have actually a custom-made Darth Revan mask from Knights of the Old Republic. Stop fucking playing. (laughs) Stop fucking. Fans, y'all know how I feel about Darth Revan. You know how I feel about Darth Revan. Why the fuck (laughs) they ain't never make his goddamn movie? But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, so when you play that game, you can be either a girl or a boy. He wasn't canon as a guy um, at the time. So um, he, I guess she, because I played the girl version on the video game, um, was always my favorite. So I got the custom-made mask from the video game. And I always meant to do, like, a sexy version of the cosplay. Um, yeah, you, you ain't gonna be you ain't gonna be fucking yourself with a lightsaber issue. <laughs> lightsaber dildos, though. So, yeah, yeah I'm surprised they ever done that. They have. Because, they do have lightsaber oh, dildos. Okay. So, oh my god, you know. make the force she's fucking herself, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, I just need to find where I put that custom mask. Um, <laughs> Because I got it years ago. Because because I'm sorry, because he's like one of my favorite. Him and Darth Nidus are my two favorite Siths. Um, Especially Nidus. I love his mask. His mask is fire to me. Yeah. If I say if I I ever go to a Comic-Con and I'm going to dress up, I'll dress up at Darth Nidus. You know, period. Which is funny because he was so powerful. He was, by the end of it, he was nothing but Energy in a suit, you know. If they die strongly, do they, they do could drain a whole planet? That one was crazy. They called him the 
the Lord of hunger, what have you. But yeah, it's kind of like, even to me, like I was telling the girl, I said, nobody ever thought about uh, Pippi Longstocking <laughs> as a cosplay. I'm like, that's old school. I mean, that would be hot to do. Um, strawberry Shortcake. That might be before your time, though. Yeah, it's a little bit before my time. Um, I try to stick to adult cosplay, um, Mm -hmm. characters that are already adults. Um, With Wednesday Addams, I was heavily inspired by Adult Wednesday Addams by Melissa Hunter. Um, She was very much kind of like me, where she just, like, kind of, like, always kind of putting people in their place. (laughs) yeah. Especially like people who are like disrespectful. So she was kind of like very feminist, very like uh, kind of just an advocate in the way that I feel like I am. So, so yeah, because I ain't gonna forget that Wednesday series on Netflix was fire. Um, and she played Wednesday to the hill. I ain't even gonna front how Wednesday would be at that age. You know, and it just everybody did wasn't feeling the mother and father though. Oh you know? yeah, um, but, I know that in season two they're gonna bring out the the family dynamic a little bit more. So I'm hoping they get that chemistry together by yeah. then. Yeah, but see, I think uh, Gomez they use the image of Gomez from the actual comic strip because he was yeah. actually fat. He was actually yeah. a fat guy. You know, he won't the guy that we saw in the Adams, you know, Adams family values in the movies or whatever. Yeah, there's no Raul Julia, who I also love, but you know. Yeah, I hate him when he died, man. I liked him as oh, a yeah. as, as an actor. I, it, I, I almost sure. I shared it to you. Yeah, so um, my favorite cosplay outfit is La Kill La Kill. I don't know if you know about that 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 cosplay. I know um, about it, but I haven't watched it now. Yeah, that because I saw a girl do the suit when when the suit transforms, the school girl outfit transforms. That to me is the hottest outfit, period. And then I saw a girl do um Attack of the Titans, the outfit that the, the people that were killing the Titans wear. That shit was hot. I saw a girl do a scene in that shit. That shit was fire. Where they ripped where they ripped the the I guess the tight pants and fucked them through it. You know. And I always tell girls. A lot of girls, because it's like to me, you was doing cosplay before it was cool in porn. Because you didn't see a lot of girls really trying to do cosplay in porn. Yeah, but I I was very small potatoes back then, so it's not like I made a, a dent in the popularity of cosplay or the rise of cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I can totally understand that because um, I tell girls you, they should get a cosplay fan because you also tap it into geek them. And let's keep it 100. Geeks spend way more money. And they're way more loyal fans. Straight yeah. Um, I, I, I mostly just love the geek community because they are so passionate, um, I guess yeah. you could say. Um, so a lot of them, yeah, I would say most of my fans that have stuck around for the longest have been the geeks. Like, even when I gravitated away from cosplay, um, they still stuck around. They are very loyal. Yeah. You know, I always wanted to, my my dream cosplay scene was, I'm a huge Red Hood fan. Um, Jason Todd. I I, I, I love the character. Um, I remember, yeah, I'm about to give my age reference. I had the comic book when he got killed by the Joker. Oh, damn. I had the comic book. <laughs> and I remember in the back of the comic book, you can call the vote whether he lived or died. What? I called for him to live, but he ended up died in the next comic. So, but I like the way they brought him back. And I always wanted to do a multiverse version of him with maybe like a Catwoman or something, you know, period where, he, where he's the, um, the, the black version of Jason Todd. You know, period. I even found the outfit and everything online, yo. And I'm a huge, I really like Red Red Hood. Um, do you ever watch like the YouTube channel where they be having the verses? No, I haven't. 
Oh man, you, you watch the one with him and Deadpool. Oh, <laughs> I, that shit died out of that because yeah, because them my two favorite characters, him and Deadpool. <laughs> oh god, and I can't wait. I, I still haven't seen Ant Man Quantum I wait for that to come on Disney Plus. Um, because you into Marvel, right? Um, I'm not so into Marvel. I do remember being into like the cartoon growing up, like the '90s animated series. And um, what's the other one where they're like all in high school? <laughs> oh, I think I know you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I, I, I love I'm a huge the animated X-Men series fan of um, X Men. Uh, mm-hmm. And then that's mostly it. I do love X Men, but I didn't get too much into like the Avengers and stuff like that. Um, I have watched quite a bit of the movies. I can see you. I can see you do a cosplay of Jean Grey. Jean Grey. Um, yeah. I know Phoenix used to be like one of my like favorites. Yeah, yeah, that's her. Younger. Jean Grey. Yeah, because the red hair and, and everything. And you, and you look like a Jean Grey. <laughs> so I, I would love to see a cosplay of that, you know what I'm saying? Where you like the Phoenix or even the Dark Phoenix. You know, that's right, people. I do know my comic books. I used to collect them very heavy. <laughs> 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 I had the first X Force. I had. The death of Superman, and when he came back, I had when Batman had his back broke that whole series. Oh, and you know, see, I can see you being Batgirl because you know, I'm thinking about all the redheads, you know, saying Batgirl, you know, that she was one of my favorites too. Um, yeah. and then they came with Batwoman, I was like, okay, there's so a whole a Bat Girl. family now, huh? Yeah, yeah, I like shoot. It, it's like that's the theme now. Everybody got a family. You got the Superman family, the Batman family. You have all the Spider Mans. <laughs> the Spider Mans, yeah. Oh my goodness. It's just, like I said, it's just to me, I just love talking to somebody that is a geek like myself because it's so much I can talk to them about. Yeah. You know, I even saw a girl was in, I saw a girl was into Gundam Wing. I said, Stop playing. I love Gundam. That's one of my favorite shows of all time. What have you. And I'm old school. I also remember Robotech. That's where all that stuff started from. And Voltron and and all that and stuff. So, yeah. That's part of one of the reasons why I didn't want to interview because I saw, like, the Pikachu and and I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, I got to interview her. Shit, she did Pikachu. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah um i'm i'm all over the place with the geekdom i didn't get into the comic books but i definitely remember the old school cartoons i really liked um and because i couldn't get into comic books i would like you know google instead like like what's that storyline about what's that arc about like <laughs> so nasty you got a horsetail whip um are you into bdsm BDSM. Um, I was in the BDSM community for like a, about eight years or so, but it was always very like introductory. I never like went to the dungeon um, excessively. Um, just practiced at home. Just uh, mo- it was so mostly at- like personal than anything. So so um. Are you a switch or are you more of a dom or more of a submissive? I'm a submissive leaning switch. I can switch, but um, because it's mood based, I find that I'm more submissive than switch or than dom. Okay, okay. Well, people, guess what? When it came to the end of another show, you know what that means? You know, we might have to bring Miss LaFay back. You know this. (laughs) Because you know how we feel about our, our sexy geek women. They sexy. I'm sorry. I can't help it. Even my girl Mary, uh, Amy Mary Fowler from, um, um, what's the name of it? Big Bang Theory. I found her so goddamn sexy, a.k.a. Blossom. I follow her so heavy. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, like I asked all my, all my guests, can I call you a smoke buddy? <laughs> yeah. Y'all heard it first. That's right, people. She will be back here on the Smokers Lounge, and we're going to bring her to the Premium Smoke Room. Y'all know how that works. What happens in the Premium Smoke Room stays in the Premium Smoke Room. $4.99 a month, five premium podcasts we do enjoy. 
more unpredictable, more wilder, more candid, more open, more everything. You might see a titty pop out. You might see a popsicle pop up in the mouth. You don't know unless you subscribe because the best smoke is always premium smoke. So with that being said, Miss LaFaye, tell everybody where they can spend their good hard-earned money on you. Um, you can find all my socials at robinlefay.com. Obviously, you have to unlock the good stuff, but you can find my teasing, tantalizing teasers on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and people, she got a nice sense of tits and a very nice fat booty. Yeah, <laughs> you got a nice ass, too. I ain't even going to lie to you. You know what I'm saying? I like that. She... Yeah, I surprised. I, I ain't surprised that a lot of Bill Towns they hit your butt up. What the I'm about to be one of the ones. Mm. So, with that being said, people, you know how we end these shows all the time. Life is a learning experience. What's the point of the experience if you haven't learned anything? Smoke this over. Say goodbye to the smokers, gorgeous. All right, guys, it was nice meeting you. I hope to see you again. Thank you for hanging out with us. Goodbye.